We have the same goals. We both enjoy property and yeah. we always have. It is a common interest, but I think, you know, there's only one cook in the kitchen and let Nicole drive that and just give her support uh, when needed and certainly be involved. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Well, hello, hello, renovators. I am back with another episode of She Renovates. And today I'm going to be interviewing two of our renovators, one of our Wonder Women, Nicole, and her husband and partner in Jay. Now, they've not long ago completed a renovation on their very first for-profit renovation on a project in Wollongong. And I think the things that we're going to be exploring here, one, the value of the support of your partner in renovating, like we, the School of Renovating, obviously with She Renovates and Wonder Women, we're about empowering women to take control of their life with renovating. But the reality is that it does involve the input of a few good men. And many of us do have good men and it's their support that really helps to give us wings. And so we're going to be delving into what that might look like. And the other thing that I think you can take away from this episode is not just the value of training, but Nicole had done several programs before she came into Wonder Woman. And so I know a lot of people worry about the fact that they're spending money on lots of programs, but the reality is that if you're going to impact your life in whatever way, you do need to develop your craft. And sometimes that does mean various education programs But the other thing that came out of this, which I am really proud about, is the value of our coaching program and mentorship and community. So we have quite a small community and it's small for a reason, so that we have a personal approach, so we understand everyone's problems and their challenges and so that they get results. And so as a result is that we get runs on the board. And in actual fact, I was looking at some figures today. And so we have 20 women in our top level diamond program. And of those 20 women, 80% of them are actively renovating. So they are renovating, doing a for-profit project at the moment. And the other 20% pre-approved and actively in the property search to find their next project. So I'm pretty proud of those stats because I think it's testament to the fact that what we do works. But what I want to do is get into this episode. So welcome, Nicole and Jay. Lovely to have you here. So thank you. So to get started, I'm just wondering whether you could tell us a little bit about yourself, around like your family, your interests, your jobs. And so that we get a bit of a sense of who you are. Okay, we're a family of four, two boys and a couple of dogs. We have a business that is Apple products and we also, I used to be a makeup artist, which I've left to can do renovating with. We 
enjoy going to the beach. We live coastally. What else? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> That's that about us. a pretty good idea. Yeah. Now, so what got you interested in renovating? I was sitting in a swimming class with my kids and I was flipping through one of the magazines and I came across an article about it and I thought that would be an awesome thing to do. So then I actively started following different people and looking at courses and all that sort of thing. And then one led, thing led to another. Jay was keen and we, you know, took the leap. Yeah. Awesome. And so a lot of people fantasise about getting into renovating sort of professionally, but never actually, it, it doesn't get out of their heads. How have you managed to be able to turn that sort of um, dream into a reality? Like what has been, what's different about you? I think for us, it took a while to get your finances sorted to be able to do that. And then for me, I think gaining that knowledge of what to actually do, because it, like, it does sound amazing, but like, what's the reality of that? What money would it cost for us to do? Do we need to have cash? And then, okay, if we're in a position to do it, what exactly are we supposed to do? What will make us money and what will lose us money? And people often say things like $5,000 course, what a waste of money. That's a lot of things that they could do in a renovation. But my goodness, I feel like you could so easily make more than a $5,000 mistake by just not knowing what you don't know. Yeah, exactly. And to be honest with you, I wanted to touch on that because we weren't the first program you did. Like you did other training before you came to us. And I think a lot of people beat themselves up about that. Oh, you know, I've done the course and I still haven't, you know, been able to achieve the results. And like, I guess I'm biased, but I do think that if you're going to be good at your craft, you want to really get everything there is to get about it. And so, yeah, and I, I guess the other thing I think about it is that you've got to find what works for you, like one one size doesn't really fit all. But I'm really interested in what is it, Do you know, like how do you feel about that, like in terms of having done more than one training and did you get, have you done projects with everything you've done in terms of courses? Well, the very first course I did was the Shuri yeah. Barber course and that was the platform which really sort of showed me that, that it, it was possible, it was doable. Yeah. We weren't in a position really to do anything right when when I did that course, but I was just hungry for knowledge and I thought, okay, that's how she does it. That's her yeah. process and her way. What are other people doing? Is there other things that other people are doing which are better or as good or just different but works? So then I also did another lady's course, Jane okay. Smith. Yeah. Okay. And in the three birds, and then it was the school of renovating really that was more community based. I felt than any of the other ones that I had done. So we had people actively doing projects. Yep. Shree Barbers is yep. massive. So this was really sort of personal and small and and lovely. And yeah, everybody was doing something. It's mostly. interesting because I was doing a bit of a tally up yesterday. Now you're in the diamond program now, and. I was doing a bit of a tally up of the purchases in the last month and this doesn't include your project, but we've had, there are 20 in Diamond and of those 20, 16 are actively renovating. We've bought five properties in the last month and within two months, I think, we will be 100% active community because we've got another. Yeah. So I, I think that's a really great result and, and and it's what I hoped, but it's really interesting to hear and see that it is actually happening. But anyhow, the next mm. topic, which is, tell us about your first project. Lake Line. 
Well, it was... It was an interesting one. So we had, when we we decided to, it was, well, I guess probably the start of last year when, you know, our, our business is going well. We were looking at opening up the fourth store. Nicole's working for us, and she still does work for us in an administrative capacity. But early last year, Nicole sort of wanted to, or indicated that she wanted to move it out of makeup. And uh, with COVID and everything, that um, sort of restricted what she was able to do from a freelance point of view. And so we looked at all of our options to get Nicole out of makeup, still working for us, but starting the step to moving down a uh, the path of a full-time uh, renovator, as that being her job. So we had a an investment prop on the other side of the lake here in Wollongong, and, and it had good capital growth, and it was a um, positive property from a rental point of view. And thought, well, we ran some numbers, thought if we sold that property, that would give us some cash and enable us to, I guess, take that first step. And one of the, the most important things for us was, well, we're selling a property that's a good property, a very, very good property. It would always be positive, good capital growth. As long as what we make in renovating is higher than what that capital growth would be, it's it's a good use of effectively liquidating that asset. So when we were uh, signing the uh, the papers, we real estate agents, so we sold it quite quickly as we thought we would, and uh, we're sitting down with the real estate agents and said, well, we got all this money, what have you got for us? And that's when she put... Um, she said, well, I don't really have any houses for you, but I've got this interesting one. And um, as it turns out, it was very, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was a, a little house in a lifestyle village. So all you're buying there is the house you're, and you're leasing the land. So it was a really small entry point, so $250,000, and that was it. There was no stamp duty, no nothing, and then we could renovate the house, turn around and sell it. So we hadn't expected that we could step straight out of selling the rental property into a project that we could pay cash for. We thought that we would be looking for a house and the market's hot and all that sort of stuff and it would take... Yeah, mortgage broker and yeah, all, all of that. that kind of stuff. But yeah, when we looked at it, it was dilapidated. The people that want to live into that kind of community, it just required too much work and a lot of them don't want to have to do that to move in. They don't mind doing small things, but obviously a complete gut job is not really on the cards for them. And plus they're all usually selling what they're living in at the moment. So they don't have that flexibility or the cash there to live somewhere else while they fix it up before they move in. Yeah. And so how did that project go? Did you did you have any challenges with it? Uh, we had COVID challenges. There was a two-week shutdown of trades. And that was basically as soon as we exchanged. And then I think that because it's a demountable home, there were some considerations with like one half of it is like the freezer foam walls, aluminium either side and foam in the middle. So you couldn't really do anything much with those walls but apart from that that was really probably the only really yeah we, we did find challenges on the way out when uh, we mm. finished the project to sell it when we bought in we thought great that's cash we got cash let's buy it done but what we found when we were selling it is people that were moving into that property don't have cash they need to sell their properties to do it so we had a lot of interest and we did have a couple of offers but they needed to sell their houses first and some people had only just engaged the real estate agents so if you're looking at a three four weeks mm. you know, before they even sold it and then another you know, you know that whole exchange and settlement so that was selling it yeah it took longer than we anticipated really that yeah. long I, I remember when it was happening it was it felt like ages <laughs> <laughs> it really felt like six ages. weeks or something like that 
Well, no, we had, it must have, was it on the market for four or five mm. weeks until we had somebody who could actually put down a cash deposit to take it off the market. She was all ready to go. So she'd already had her agent listed, her house was tidy, photos were taken. She was just waiting till she found something to then put hers on the market. So she was go, 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 go. Whereas other people were like, oh, well, we'll have to tidy up and do all those sorts of things, which were going to take even longer. So all up, that was probably 12 weeks yeah. to get out of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And then normally a settlement is at five weeks, which is normally dependent on the bank. So when we Mm. came into it, uh, it was all cash. So we settled in two weeks. So on the way out, yeah, they had to settle. So it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit longer than what we were um, anticipated. Yeah. Because you actually also in a in a property like that in a lifestyle village, you can't borrow to buy the house. You have to have cash because the banks don't really see it as an asset because there's yeah. no land there. Well, that's like, I know it seems like a long time, but I guess given that you're working with cash, you've not got the holding costs. I guess it just slows you down getting into mm. the next project. But Yeah, yeah. Well, you do you do pay a lease each week for that land, so that would technically be your holding costs. Yeah. But yeah and so what was the scope of work? So, well, we really took it back to bare bones. The bathroom and laundry was combined together and it was terribly small and not at all functional, dark. The bedrooms uh, the bedrooms were okay, but the kitchen was also not great. So we actually changed the whole layout. And because this particular house sat on a, a good sort of parcel of land, it wasn't butted up to some of the other houses in the community which are, it had a backyard which we managed to put double doors, put a deck out the back. So you had that inside, outside, which none of the other houses there have. So it was really, gave it a really nice flow. So literally we did everything, paint, flooring, new kitchen, new bathroom, laundry, carpets, curtains, paint everywhere. It was, we even had to reclad the outside of it. So we pretty much did everything except put a new roof on. Yeah. Yeah, but even that, you got up there and yeah. proved it. So. <laughs> we had to oh, do that yeah. too because it was yeah. well, So you bought it for two fifty, and you sold it for four. Was it four twenty? Four thirty. Yeah, and so your profit was yeah. just over a hundred, wasn't it? Yeah, about a hundred and five thousand. Yeah, yeah so that's an awesome kickstart into your new career. So I want to talk about working as a team, like husband and wife. Now I know we call ourselves. Mm. She renovates, and we are definitely like definitely about about as women really being empowered financially around renovating. But I'm going to be the first to say that a few good men in the mix is an awesome asset. So if you can work as a team, that's an an incredible competitive advantage. Now, how do you go about making decisions together, or should I say? What happens when you don't agree a course of action? So how do you manage that? Well, the good thing is that I'm colourblind, so all the design and, um, you know, styling is all Nicole. I don't, I don't even question that Beautiful. at all. So, so that, that, that's easy. That's easy. Now, look, I, I, I think that you know, when, when we look at properties, and particularly the one we're looking at now, when we're, we're talking about the design layout or something, I think a lot of the times, and we do ask ourselves or ask each other, what would we want yeah. in that house? If we're uh, the one we're renovating now is a, a large family home and our market is ourselves. So it's like, well, what would we want if we were buying into that? And so that's been pretty good. But look, 
at, at the end of the day, this is um, it's the Colts' passion that I'm because I'm here to support that. So, yeah, she would have the uh, the overruling uh, decision on this. That's all. Sorry, Aunt yeah, Bob. and that's um, them. that support makes a massive difference um, because with anyone like as my husband's in the building industry. He has next to nothing to do with my projects, but if I need him, I know that I've got his support and that's that's really something that, I don't know, I think it's a psychological thing that you just feel so, yeah, you feel like that if something doesn't go quite right, that you're going to have their backing and, and I think that's really important because it's your confidence that really pushes you on and is the secret to success. Yeah, well, I think we're yeah. on the same page most of the time yeah. anyway. And if we're not sure, then we, we might put it out to the mm. diamonds. Yeah. What does everybody think? What what's And you talk to your agent about what you think the market's going to no. get as well. So I, I don't think we actually disagree very often no. at all. Uh, well, there was one with the, the, the current project around the bathroom and uh, Nicole was thinking shower over bath. I don't like the shower over bath. Um and yeah, she put it to the group and also rang the real estate agent. And yeah. we, we were guided by yeah. by them. It's like, well, this this particular market, I think the uh, the buyers would yeah. want a wedding. Beautiful. So, well, okay. Regardless of what I what I like, I'm not buying it. So find, finding the right people to advise and and, and mm-hmm. taking advice or suggestions from a wide range of people as well. It's probably a good thing being open to that. Oh, I agree um, with that. Not yeah. necessarily doing that, but just just hearing what everybody has to say. And some things might work. You might agree with some things, not others. And some things might be a little bit of everything. Beautiful. So I've got this theory that families that renovate together stay together. I think it's a bit of a glue. But provided that you're both on the same page and you're both working towards the same goal, I think it's a great way of really having a common interest that is outside the family that sort of keeps pulling you forward so I think it's a great benefit once your kids get older because then it's still quite young then you will have a something that you can do with them as well so I think that every team has their own secret source the thing that's unique to them what would you say yours is I know that's a hard question yeah it is a hard question. <laughs> well, we have her. Oh, no. Nobody else has her. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. And I think that it's Nicole's drive that is really, that, that's my view, that it's her drive to actually achieve that mm. goal and to be flexible in doing it. So I gather, so Nicole, you're working in Jay's business or your family business as well as working, managing mm-hmm. your project. Um, so you're quite flexible in how you spend your time and, You've moved on from makeup, yeah. which would have been your initial passion. So, yeah. So, okay. Any other ideas? Yeah. I think that what we do have is, yeah, we, we, we have the same goals. We both enjoy property and yeah. we always have. Our, our mm. first host house that we that we owned, we built. Well, we designed and built ourselves because we didn't quite like what was in the market. So we built something that was completely different to all the other Federation-style homes. Mm. Yeah, so we always have had an interest in in property together, and I think that good things with renovating and the position we're in now that Nicole's we're able to move Nicole, how we'll build things up so Nicole is able to do yeah. this full time or as as her primary job. And yeah, the good thing is that I get to see it more as a hobby. 
And so I just come in and help Nicole when I can and, and so forth and let Nicole drive that. And as, as I said, just give her support uh, when needed and I certainly be involved. But, you know, I don't. This is Nicole's passion and her drive. So she can drive it. And I'm more than happy to sit in the passenger seat for it. So we have, it is a common interest, but I think it's, there's only one cook in the kitchen, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I think we're both keen to learn as well, continually. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And that's like, I'm not going to, I am going to sound sexist, but I do find that <laughs> a lot of men, some men, let's say some men, my present company and my family excluded and a lot of the men that are involved in our community seem to think that they've got, they know it all and are not open to seeing things another way. And I've found this a lot with tradespeople. So it's my way or the highway. And that mm. You don't learn anything if you think like that. So congratulations because you've definitely got the right attitude. Okay, so let's talk about the next one. So you're already into your next project. Yes, we are into our next project. We haven't settled yet. It's a um, four-bedroom home in Goulburn, beautiful older house, 1880s. So needs a fair amount of work. And I hope we've budgeted enough, but we will see. Uh, we'll make it work. So yeah, it, it's, we're putting in a new kitchen. We're doing a butler's pantry. We're doing putting in two new bathrooms. We are going to bring in a walk-in robe. Yeah, walk-in robe, ensuite. We're having to deal with um rising damp, the works, and also a fire zone covers part of the property. So I don't know how exactly that's going to impact us just yet, but that will be ever evolving, I'm sure. Beautiful. And what do you see the time frame as being with that project? Eight weeks. I think we're hoping eight weeks maximum. Okay. We've managed the, the damp problem. We were able to get early access. So we've had that treated before we've even moved in. So that saved us four weeks right there. Yeah. Then because I'm not going to be on site every day, that's probably going to be a little bit difficult, but we do have an amazing use down here who's actually going to come up and do the project. So I have utter trust yeah. and confidence in him as well. So that that's also makes it a lot easier than having to rely on trades that I've never dealt with before. Yeah. Awesome. And so so tell me what's your big long term goal? Like once you've got these projects, you're on your second one, you're going to start churning them out. What's your long term goal? I think that for ourselves we need to build up a basically cash so that we can go through do larger projects and I guess in the, the, the short term build up doing uh, joint ventures and so forth but just building up more cash more equity uh, Nicole's got a goal to have our forever family home which was the place we live in is, is is beautiful and we love it we want to move into probably something a little bit bigger and a different location you know, personally I probably want to retire from what I'm doing in about seven years and um, so it would be great for us to continue on the renovating as uh, i guess a bit of a full-time team i'll, yeah. I'll still have other interests <laughs> in, uh, driving get some time away from me but so yeah long-term goals and passive income yeah. realistically we want to retire i guess earlier than well from full-time work than, than what is the norm so it's just between now and then putting everything in place so that we do have that passive income along with other bits and pieces along the way that can uh, give it give us growth. And so in the short term, what's your one year goal? Oh, I guess really to get at least two projects done this year with a minimum of 100k in profit per project. That's our okay. this year goal, I think. Well, I think that's definitely stick. I don't I don't think there'll be too many 
obstacles judging on past performance. What do you see as being, and this is probably the last question I'll ask you, what do you see as being the biggest challenge to you that big? I'm asking for myself because I'm thinking about what you will need to get there and what we need to start working on. I guess the the biggest challenge is actually really defining that, I think, actually, and actually sitting down and going, okay, this is how much passive income we want to have. This is what we want to achieve. Let's step that back to now and what is it exactly that we need to do and have a more of a solid plan as opposed to just a general plan. Yeah, yeah I think that's uh, probably important. We, we both, obviously, it's superannuation, kind of just that for, you know, 10 years after we actually retire. <laughs> but, you know, we, we yes, we do have, you know, good salaries. We have a very good performing business. We've got, you know, good projects. So we're in a great financial position. So as I think exactly what Nicole said. It's probably just stepping those things out over, yeah, as I say, what, what are we doing for this year? Well, we know we want to do at least two projects. Probably the end of next year uh, would be good for Nicole to stop working for Educom. I'd be in that position where she can full-time focus on renovating a property. But yeah, so what it was. Yeah, what and where do we slot like? in a buy and hold? Yeah. You know, where can't just continually flip. I mean, you can, but it's a job. So, totally. yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so you're currently, we call that the muscle building phase where you're building your reno muscle. So you're working out what works for you and you're establishing a, a process that's fine-tuned because obviously you, you've moved another area, you're now in Goulburn. So you've got to start finding your little sweet spot. And, and then the next step is to start yeah, mapping out how you're going to get to where you want to go. Well, listen, I think that I want to congratulate you because I'm really impressed with how, I guess, disciplined and how effective you've been in getting to here and in your vision for what you want to achieve for yourself. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast because as it's other people's stories that really give us the um, the motivation and the wings to actually impact our own lives. So, you know, if those that are willing to share their stories are giving everyone else a really beautiful gift. So I want to thank you for that. And oh, pleasure. Yeah, keep up the good work. Well, thanks for having us. You're very welcome. We love having you. And we're really looking forward to spending, you're both coming to Wonder Women Retreat. So we're really yeah. looking forward to that those days. I think that that will be a very formative time in all our professional lives and our personal lives as well. So thank you. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.